Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride on the 22nd of May in the year 2022. I'm broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where we have had a lovely sunset uh, not long after we had a nice rainy season shower. But onward with the week. Mercury is still retrograde and will be retrograde until the 3rd of June, which is almost two weeks from now. And this is actually a longer than three-week retrograde. Usually Mercury comes in around 21 days, and this is not the case this time because it went retrograde over on the 10th of May, which was a Tuesday, and it would normally be retrograde by like the 31st on a Tuesday, but it's not. It's going to stay retrograde until Friday the 3rd. And that is going to happen in the middle of the night that day, but it is definitely a longer than usual retrograde. And I have found that this is a real doozy. I, and I told you that I was seeing this a couple weeks ago before the retrograde even began. And it's still really bringing its usual uh, issues. And there were things that I needed to deal with that I wanted to deal with after Mercury went out of retrograde and was direct again, but they came up to be solved while Mercury was retrograde. So I just said, okay, you know, got to deal with it. And I just went ahead and kind of broke some rules by just going forward with changing some settings and email things and technological stuff, but I didn't have a choice. So, well, I did, but I, I decided to plow forward anyway. So if something like that happens for you and you are causing yourself to have to do these things or situations cause you to have to do these things while Mercury is retrograde, fear not, just do them. You've got to do them and keep going. And what happens then is that if you find after the retrograde there's still some lingering issues though well, then those are the tweaks that come post retrograde in the meantime we have lots of little things now the sun is in gemini the sun is in gemini ruled by a retrograde mercury which tonight in about an hour or so will be going into taurus again it's going to leave gemini and go into taurus and it is really an interesting ride this time with Mercury because it made that conjunction that it always does with the sun when it's retrograde. It was conjunct yesterday, 3.18 p.m. Eastern time, which I spoke of last week. And that's when, when the sun and Mercury are like that. Whenever something conjuncts the sun, it is what we call, um, you know, it's usually in, in the flames of the sun. It's in the heat of the sun. And yesterday it was called Kazemi. And Kazemi is when it's within like very small, small amounts of astrological degrees or actually minutes from the sun. So this is very powerful and it was really hot. And what I think probably happened for you as it happened for me is that you got some information or you delivered some information or there was something around information that was resolved. Now, I got some information and it was a little bit of a surprise and it wasn't bad information. It was just information and, and I can do whatever I want with that information and you too can do whatever you want with whatever information you've received. It's how we react to it that is the actual um, sort of point of it. And at first I was a little unsettled and then I just worked with the energy a bit and then... Um, was feeling much better by last night. 
but I was still processing. I mean, it was information to process for, on my end anyway. And I think that's what happens. It's hot. It's hot. Mercury and the sun are hot. And when we get information or ideas or clarities, when Mercury is hot like this, it's like, oh yeah, okay. All right. So then we are getting some really hot information and this is very powerful and we have to process it, absorb it, assimilate it. And this was an assimilating time. This was an assimilating time. So no matter what information you received, I'm sure you are aware that something came to you that or came into your awareness in these last few days. And you're, you're in the process of working with it now or assimilating it. So onward we go. And Mercury will, you know, since it's traveling backwards tonight, it's going back into Taurus, like I mentioned. But remember what it did back on April 28th. It made a trine to Pluto from the end of Taurus to Pluto at the end of Capricorn. And that means that when it does that before the retrograde, it's going to come back and do it again in this case. So Mercury will try and Pluto again on Wednesday the 25th, this coming Wednesday, at 5.49 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, that's the second one, okay? So that's there was probably some um, potent information that was easily delivered to you or you easily delivered to someone else potent because it was trining Pluto and maybe again somewhat transformational and what will happen is that the second chapter of that story that you started back on April 28th will happen on this Wednesday the 25th it took all this time nearly a month for Mercury to come back and greet Pluto again. And then there's going to be the third and final passage of Mercury trining Pluto, which is going to happen on Friday, June 10th, a week after the retrograde is over and Mercury goes direct. So Mercury starts to speed up right away and gets, you know, through Taurus in those last few days after the retrograde and then, you know, heads on into getting ready to go into Gemini, but it trines Pluto again on Friday the 10th at 5.21 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, there's three sections to the story. So what did you start? What did you receive? What did you say? What did you hear? Uh, or what did you realize on April 28th or around there? And then what chapter will we see uh, continue this Wednesday? Meantime, um, on the level of other planets, we have two planets changing sign this week and very important. So let's talk about them. Mars is going into Aries on Tuesday, the 24th. And Mars loves being in Aries. It's its own sign. It's happy in its own sign. It is best expressed in its own sign. And it's been about two years since it's been in its own sign. Now, this is what happens with Mars. It takes two years to go around the zodiac, so it's coming back to Aries now. It had done the retrograde dance back at the end of 2020. It was retrograde and then went direct. And remember, it was dancing with Pluto and Saturn and Jupiter back then. We had a lot to say back then. And and then it finally like changed signs and went into Taurus sometime around early January in 2021. Now it's back in Aries again, and it's visiting its own sign. And it'll stay there for a good like six weeks or so, 
but it's important because Mars is now in a place of strength and we can be direct. You know, Mars has been in Pisces all this time. And of course, as you know, earlier this week, Mars conjunct Neptune. Things were a little foggy. That that coupled with a Mercury retrograde, yes, things got foggy this week. And it was really amazing to see that. It's like really like details and things really got fu- fuzzy and it was fuzzy and you're like how is this happening I can't make this up this story was crazy yes <laughs> but um one of the things that is so important is that Mars is going to leave Pisces and leave the end of the zodiac go towards the beginning of the zodiac and enter the beginning of the zodiac 7 17 p.m on Tuesday the 24th Eastern time. So it loves its own sign and it can be direct and it could be straightforward and forthright and confident. We're going to notice a shift in this immediately because Mars really in Pisces, it's not, it's not one of those signs where it's in detriment, but it doesn't really operate extremely well. It just doesn't flow well. It says it wants to assert. Mars wants to stand up and be counted. In Pisces, it just wants to go back to sleep. And that's not the nature of Mars. So it's complicated for Mars when it's in Pisces. And it's even more complicated when it met Neptune last week. And that was, that was hard. That was hard. It's just like trying to see your way through the fog. Like, trying to drive the car in the fog, as I always give that example. Mars is cars. Mars is automobiles. Trying to drive through the fog, through the rain, through the snow, through through anything that's blinding your vision. And Mars and Aries, it's going to bring a lot of clarity. We're going to have another planet in fire. And remember, we've lacked fire for quite a bit. And it's good. So Venus is still in Aries. Mars is going to be Aries. Jupiter is in Aries. We've got lots of fire on the table right now. And this is good for getting ourselves motivated and moving forward. Now, Mars is going to go into Aries and then Venus is going to go into Taurus on Saturday the 28th. And that will be 1046 a.m. Eastern Time. And that's amazing because Venus will be in her own sign. She loves being in Taurus. Mars will be in his own sign. And the planets that were together for so long in Capricorn, in Aquarius, then started to separate, go into Pisces. I mean, there was a long journey there, hitting Pluto, hitting Saturn. That was tough. This is really a much better place for both of them because she's in her sign, he's in his sign, and they're both in a happy place. And this is good for us because the love principle is strong. Nobody's going retrograde. And the assertion principle is strong. The female principle is in her power. The male principle is in his power. And we've got them in a great alignment. Both of them at the same time in their own signs. And this is great. This means that, you know, right now will be, we are ruled, the heavens are ruled by Mars and Aries as of Tuesday and Venus and Taurus as of Saturday. And that's good. I mean, they're two different dispositions, meaning that it isn't all about Mars and Aries and it isn't all about Venus and Taurus and we can balance them very easily. It's, it's great. So we like this. We like feeling that we are in a place of the relationship planets doing their thing 
and we can accept our relationships and have clarity around them in a way that we probably haven't had in a long time. Venus does not love being in Aries. She belongs in Taurus. She belongs in um, Libra, and Libra is opposite Aries, and that's not one of her better places. So remember that wherever the planet belongs, the opposite sign is where she doesn't or it doesn't like to be. And so it's not at its best expression. Yeah, it can, Venus and Aries gives the va-va-voom. It's exciting. It's passionate, but it's not the pleasure of Taurus, the sensuality of Venus being in Taurus. And as we've closed Taurus season, it'll be nice to have Venus, Venus and Taurus then. Now, this is good for us. We're going to see how our relationships flow at the end of the week. And in like a week or so, we'll have a better sense of where things are. And we're going to get very clear on our relationship. So I'm excited about this. This is, this rarely happens, you know, this rarely happens where the two of them are in their own signs at the same time, because Mars takes two years to go around the Zodiac, even though Venus goes in her signs every year, Mars doesn't. And so the fact that he's going to be in his sign and she's going to be in hers is really very balanced for us. So think about what you can do, how you want your relationships to flow, how you'd like them to go forward, how you can be more assertive and confident without getting angry. Mars and Aries, you know, is a little punchy. But think about how things can flow better for you, especially by the end of the week. So this is very good. In the meantime, there are other things going on. Before Venus moves into Taurus, she makes one last hurrah while she's in Aries, and that means she squares Pluto on the Friday the 27th. And Pluto's at 28, Capricorn, and Venus is in the end of Aries, and she's going to square Pluto. Now, I've talked many times about Venus and Pluto on this podcast over the years, but for one more time, Venus and Pluto are an interesting dynamic, and when they are in a challenging relationship such as a square, this means that we are confronted with some things in our relationships. Now, this could be really hot. Yes, it could be very passionate. Yes, it could be really hot-tempered, Venus and Aries, squaring Pluto. Um, she is, you know, in a, in a place where she's being taken into that underworld where it's, you know, she's sizzling in Aries and then she's going into that underworld with Pluto and having, you know, an, an unusual and deep and profound revelation. When Venus and Pluto come together, there are echoes of the Persephone myth. And I've talked about that myth many times on this podcast. And you can look that up online very easily, the Persephone myth and how, you know, Persephone was led into the underworld by, by Pluto. And we may see stories in the news about, you know, young girls being led astray by older men or young women marrying older men or, you know, having affairs with older men, etc., etc. A lot of those in the scandal sheets, you might see that Hollywood dramas. But there's also, you know, the component of the passion, the depth, the intensity that Venus is desiring right now. Remember, before she goes into Taurus on Saturday, on Friday when she does this, or Thursday night if you're in the Pacific time zone, she's going to have that passionate attachment to Pluto and get zapped with his powerful energy. If you are a Venus-Pluto person and you have that in your chart, you are going to feel this. You're going to resonate to this because you are having what we call a recurrence. And it may be 
Venus-Pluto involving triangles. In the Persephone myth, there's Persephone, her mother Demeter, the goddess of the grain, and then there's Pluto. And there is the experience and the wisdom that Persephone gains, or in this case, Venus gains, by being entangled with Pluto. So where can your wisdom um, of the feminine principle, of your creativity, of your empowerment, how can that be uh, enhanced when we have this relationship happening next week? And we have this dynamic where Venus is sizzling in Aries and she's sizzling even hotter with Pluto. And so where can we take this information in and recognize it? And it may be very subtle, you know, um, where you where you understand the feminine principle on a deeper level where, you know, some of us like to read, you know, the mythologies of the goddesses and things, and some of us like to um, do a ritual for these kind of Venus-Pluto things. And then there's a lot of really deep emotional revelations when Venus is touching Pluto. So relationships are really a spotlight this week and we need to pay attention to them. And that's all relationships. That doesn't have to be a personal, passionate, intimate relationship, although these aspects really bring us closer to that and recognition of that. But things about ourselves that might be in the way of our relationships, of having a relationship, be aware of those because Venus and Pluto can enlighten us to what is in the way, what the obstacles are to our relationships that we that we want to have, that we desire. And Venus and Pluto is about desire. It's, it's about desire, how we desire another, how we desire our creativity, how deep can we go with ourselves and with our creative process. And how do you love yourself? Venus is about love above all. How do you love yourself and how do you feel about loving yourself and how do you feel about connecting with that deep part of yourself that is loving? You know, how can you break through the fears and the barriers to deeply loving yourself? So then and there you can create a relationship with someone else and you're not looking outside of yourself for that relationship. So you know, it's, it's important. And then there's change and transformation. How can a relationship transform your life right now? What, what might that be doing? And how does loving yourself transform your life? So relationships are the high item of the week. And as we look at Mars and as we look at Venus and Pluto, it's, it's a bit of a sizzling week. And then Venus will leave Pluto and leave Aries and go into sensuous Taurus. And if you're tending your garden and your, um, and I mean it, your, your garden, <laughs> your real garden with your trees and your plants. And I made a post yesterday about my, my blooming garden right now and what's blooming. But if you're tending your garden, it's great. Venus going into Taurus is excellent for the garden, fertilizing your flowers. Um, but also it's sensual. It's sensuous. Venus wants to stand barefoot on the grass and connect with the earth. So she's going to go from, you know, having this deep, passionate arrangement with Pluto to connecting with Mother Earth and connecting deeply with her own sense of, you know, nature and goddess energy and 
the earth and the divinity of that. So exciting, exciting moments. Then huh, here we are again with Mars. Mars comes back on Sunday, you know, to conjunct Jupiter. Wow. So um, Mars will conjunct Jupiter in Aries at 6.31 a.m. Eastern Time on Sunday morning, the 29th. And the next time we come to this podcast, it will have already happened earlier in the day. But as Venus is squaring Pluto, Mars is going to get revved up to conjunct Jupiter. Now, Jupiter is the planet of expansion, abundance, travel, philosophy, beliefs. It's a good time to explore our beliefs around relationships, around our courage, around our confidence around asserting ourselves, but Mars and Jupiter, ooh, that's hot too. And also, just be aware, Jupiter expands things. That means it's not a signal for us to let our temper, Mars and Aries, get out of control, okay? This is a time to be jovial. This is the time for joy. So these are, you know, we're moving into some joyousness around relationships, and we're moving into some sizzling experiences around relationships. Mars and Jupiter is very passionate in Aries. It's fiery. It's exciting. It's really confident. So if you are looking towards, you know, embracing your own um, abilities and your own uh, confidence levels and, you know, up-leveling your frequency and saying, you know what, I deserve better. I deserve greater. I deserve more. I deserve good things, etc. Great. Excellent. That means that you are in a place to embrace this Mars-Jupiter and connect with what's really, really um, bringing you confidence from within. You can't look outside. Yes, it's sort of it's a nice circle. It's like you feel confident within. You can produce on the outside of your, you know, in your life, and. It's not what's outside. You know, if you get compliments and people say to you, hey, you did a great job on something. Hey, I really appreciate your help. Hey, you really helped me out. That's, and that like boosts your confidence. That's because you did something internally that, you know, was happening first. Then afterwards, people complimented you. So value yourself, value yourself with this Mars Jupiter. Very important. They don't come together, but once every two years. So the last time was, you know, a couple of years ago. And it was probably Mars going through Capricorn when Jupiter was in Capricorn. I would I would say it's that. Um, so definitely connect with that. And so, and, and then we're going to get some real um, action this week when we have the new moon actually it's it's the start of next week it's monday the 30th there's a new moon at nine degrees gemini and that occurs at 7 30 a.m on monday the 30th which is memorial day up in the united states and that is eastern time 7 30 in the morning that is an important new moon that new moon kicks out the eclipse period so what we've experienced the last couple weeks you know we had an eclipse last week and then three weeks ago, we had the new moon on April 30th. That was the first eclipse in Taurus with Uranus. Remember that? And now we're having this in Gemini. And this is going to be the moment when we have that eclipse period, the final say, 
happens on that new moon. So when that new moon happens, it's great to start. It's always great to start something new on the new moon. And usually you wait for the new moon to happen. So you wait till Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday, the days following are fine. But you wait because otherwise it's in the dark of the moon. The moon is balsamic and we're not, um, we're not really at the new phase yet. But that's going to finish up the eclipse period for the season. And it's important because we are going into a new, fresh perspective. What did the eclipses teach us? What leaves you know the door open to the next eclipse period? Because there's always something in the next eclipse period that has something to do with this past eclipse period. And that won't happen until later this year, October, November. But we are in that time when we're kicking it out. And it's a relief. You know, to me, the energies still feel heavy. Yes, it's probably part of it is Mercury retrograde, but that eclipse, the energy felt heavy. I feel we're separating from it, but I don't feel it completely gone yet, but we will feel it completely gone on the 30th. And things will start to brighten up. And it's good that it's in Gemini, because Gemini is a, a fun sign. It's a sign that, like, gets up and moves things and is makes witty uh, jokes and um, is a little bit of a practical joker and it's it's a fun sign it's witty it's, it makes us laugh okay so it's not like Taurus is not a, a an unwitty sign but the thing is that um, it's a it's a deep earth sign and it's very grounded and the eclipse was in Scorpio which is very intense and so now we're getting into some like buoyant energy between you know mars going into aries then conjuncting jupiter then the new moon in gemini this is lots of like ooh i'm flying i feel good you know that's this energy coming up at the end of the week and so it's it's really pretty exciting so i hope you have something planned for memorial day weekend if you're in the united states and if you're elsewhere in the world i hope you have something planned for next weekend and you have something that you want to do or have been wanting to do or maybe you have a hot date <laughs> Now that we're out of the eclipse section, you know, once the two eclipses happen, you're pretty much safe to start new things. And then the new eclipse, the new moon that kicks out the eclipse is, you know, really like, bum bum final, done, okay. But this is, this is an interesting, interesting, optimistic, positive, high energy week. Once that Mars goes into Aries, yeah, we're rocking and rolling. In the meantime, what we've got between now and Mars going into Aries is, you know, tonight Mars is, as I speak, sextiling Pluto. And that's a very positive, flowing aspect. So Mars at the end of Pisces is sextiling Pluto. The sun will sextile Jupiter tomorrow, and that's a really nice, nice aspect. Um, that's a smooth flowing aspect between the sun in Gemini and Jupiter in Aries. These are good flowing aspects. We have nice, there's nothing like crazy stressful that's in these next couple days. And then Mars goes into Aries, and we're like rocking after that. Um, there's other things too. There's um, Mercury making a nice relationship to Mars and Pisces. That's tomorrow. And then on Tuesday, Venus makes a pleasant conversation with Saturn at 7.06 a.m. Eastern time. So this is good. Now, Mars at the end of Pisces. Remember the end of Pisces is the end of the Zodiac. And it is where we surrender. It's where we let go. It's where we release 
And it's where we feel that, you know, maybe we are in a place of atonement or maybe connecting to forgiveness on a certain level. It's all, it's like the last judgment, you know, it's, it's that 29 degrees Pisces is really like the last judgment. And we have to sort of connect with that in some way in how is that affecting our life? How are we with that? Um, what are we releasing? What are we letting go of? What, and this is Mars at the end of the Zodiac, and this is going to be the last planet to pass through the end of Pisces for a while. So we connect with that. We release, we let go. And where can you forgive yourself? And where can you forgive yourself and then start a new day on Tuesday evening when Mars enters Aries? And then, you know, then you can start to like high energy, get high octane, you know, keep the caffeine to a minimum. <laughs> but where can you forgive yourself? And, you know, the moon obviously is always going through Pisces every month and it will meet with Mars at 5.33 p.m. on Tuesday Eastern Time. And this is important because the moon goes into Aries only six minutes later at 5.39 p.m. It's only a six-minute void. Once it hits Mars, it leaves. So Tuesdays, there's some poignancy to Tuesday. There's a certain level of releasing and saying goodbye to certain things and knowing that we're turning the page so where are you turning the page and where could you turn the page this week? And where would you like to turn the page? And then the moon is going to conjunct Jupiter. So that's going to give us a little buzz and a little bit of some interesting energy, 1027 p.m. as you're going to sleep on the East Coast. Um, but the moon will go to Aries, Mars will go into Aries, and then there'll be lots of energy for us on Wednesday, you know, Wednesday morning, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. So this is important. Pay attention. Things are subtle this week. The Mercury-Pluto is something we want to pay attention to. What happened around the 28th of April? The um, Mercury, you know, going back into Taurus, what happened? You know, how is that feeling for you? And Venus squaring Pluto, how's that feeling? All this energy at the end of the zodiac, first the moon and Ma then Mars, that same day, within hours of each other. It's really something to pay attention to Tuesday evening, okay? So watch for that. But relationships, high energy, we're looking very good, okay? Don't worry about the retrograde. Get through it. We're going to work through it, and we'll be seeing each other, you know, all of us together on the other side of this. But we have, we have almost another two weeks before that retrograde really, really finishes because we've got this last week of May. If you can believe it's the last week of May, and then we start into June, Wednesday, a week from Wednesday. So we're getting ready for it to go direct. Okay, and that's it. And I thank you for listening. Hope you have a pleasant and beautiful week. And Mars gives you lots of energy and pizzazz and excitement. And I hope you can get excited about using your creativity and being in a new relationship. Or if you have a relationship already, I hope this adds some extra pizzazz to what you have. Thank you for listening. Gratitude to all. And if you want to see me on Instagram, I am on Instagram regularly, The Golden Astrologer. And I am at my website, thegoldenastrologer.com, there to book appointments for people. And it's all automated, so you just go right in and book an appointment. And also, I'm on Twitter at Dev Astrology, and I'm here on this podcast every week. So thank you all. Beautiful week ahead. Gratitude.